Welcome to Shortcast Season 1, Episode 2. I'm Mish. I'm Josh. And I'm Eric. Okay, so quickly to go over the news, uh, Brandon has announced the Memory of Light Tour. About time. <laughs> you can check it out on his website, or um, I believe each event now has a Facebook post as well. So go and say that you're going, so we can know who to stalk and who will stalk us. Yes. Uh, we're not going to have a presence. Well, you, you guys will be there at yeah. the release, but we'll, we'll have more... Uh, Presents for Cosmere books and like or that's, something. That's Dragon Mount's territory. Yeah, right. So, or at least it would be if their site was up. So <laughs> <laughs> one time we are up and Dragon Mount is down. Actually, I need to check if Dragon. Sorry, Dragon Mount. We love you. We do. I, dude, I just went to Dragon Mount's site. It's kind of amazing. It says, the last battle has begun. Dragon Mount is currently offline due to a major attack. The light willing, we will be reborn soon. That is <laughs> kind of awesome. That is amazing. Offline messages. So, also with the news, uh, Peter's birthday was this week. So, Actually, yay. Wasn't it like yesterday or the day before? I don't remember. No, it wasn't. It was... Tomorrow, <laughs> because we're recording this on time. <laughs> Happy birthday to Peter, and congrats on the new home, too. Yes, and uh, just in case you're wondering on the forums why we all have names Ookla, we thought it would be funny, like a couple years ago on Time Waster's Guide, when it's Peter's birthday, to have Ookla the whatever, because you know Peter in the acknowledgments gets a funny noun and so we pick a noun so that's what we are and ukla used to be known at or peter used to be known as ukla de ma the mock ukla used to be known as peter Elstrom, actually <laughs> no it's based on a band it was his secret identity <laughs> when he wasn't being a superhero yeah it feels like it's been so long since our last shardcast episode even though i know it's actually just been a week and a bit um like, it doesn't seem real because we've just been talking about it forever. And so it, it, it's good because in our minds, it's been a month, so it's time to do Sharkcast. Yeah, so it's nice that we're actually mildly on time, and thank you hey, to everyone. We promised you weekly. We didn't say it was going to be every seven days. It will be <laughs> once a week, as the most you can ask for. That doesn't make any sense, Josh. <laughs> Shut up. I, I hope you realize that. It, it, and I also, I like how... Uh, Wendy just, like, answered everything on from our previous cast. He's just like, well, guys, really? See, this yeah. is why we keep Wendy around. Right. Well, and, of course, we, are, we also have an entire forum section devoted to Shardcast. If you want to discuss what we discuss and want to do it outside of the comments that you can't edit. And discuss screeches. <laughs> also, and I wanted we... to... Irrationally angry about them. Yes. I also want to throw out a thank you to everybody who's been so supportive of our first episode. Yes. You guys are awesome. Yes. Thank you for your patience. And for those who aren't patient, <laughs> well, <True>. go away. <laughs> that, go that's away and come back in a book or two. We are always on task 100% of the time. I think that much has been clear. And... Speaking of go getting on task, really quickly before we get started, again, we do have spoilers abound. So if you have not finished the book, yeah, 
don't listen, because... Yeah, we're going to talk about everything related to Elantra, so you should really just read Elantris. Yeah. And Emperor's Soul, and just go buy all the Cosmere just, books. Just read publish. all the Cosmere books, and then come to Seventeen Shard. <laughs> you know, that won't take you too long, right? No. Two days. So... We're, we're welcoming to new members if they've already read all the Cosmere stuff. That's no. a joke. That's not That's not true. You can... Very much a joke. But... Anyways, getting yeah. started. Getting started. Uh, Quick reminder, Chapter 4 is a continuation of Raodin's point of view, and it's kind of where he goes and he finds out a little bit about each of the guilds. The what? Guilds? Guilds? <laughs> Magic. They're gangs. Oh, <laughs> gangs. Yeah, yeah, that's the term I'm looking Actually, you know what that is now, Josh. Uh, yeah, the guilds. I'm the guild of Shaor. And it's like, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> Anyways... One thing that caught my eye as I was reading through, though, was Raiden is very much a self-pitying guy. What do you mean? Like, there's a line in there where he is all like, when the woman first comes in, he's all like, you know, she must have been a mother. She's worked very hard. If the Sheod is getting to her so much, how can I, a prince, expect to live through it at all? Wait, what? I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it's in there. And he's all like, uh... When she first steps in, he comments about, you know, she pounds on the wall, or she pounds on the door, and then after that, she just kind of slumps in defeat. And Ryoden makes a side comment about how, well, if it's getting to her, how can I expect to survive through it? Or how can I do expect to do better, or something like that? Well, that's, that's not Raiden's how that kind of whiny. That is not how that line went, Mish. Okay. How it did said, it go? Okay, it's clear in that paragraph that it's talking about someone who is clearly stronger than Raiden. Never once mentions a prince. It says, if such a woman could be defeated by Elantris, what hope was there for Raiden? And just before, it's like, she was a mother, really uh, had a lot of wisdom and courageous, and it's not because he's a prince, okay? I'd like to point that out. Okay, fair. It's not because he's a prince, but it's, you know, he's very self-pitying. And very, you know, in combined with how he was before of, you know, it should have happened to other people. It's just kind of like a... I'm just saying, Redden hasn't pushed a baby out of him. And so, you know, he clearly has a lot of respect for mothers. Why are you turning this against Redden? <laughs> just saying. This poor little Redden is having such a hard time in the first two chapters. He is like... He stands for all eternity, which is just going to be a couple months. But, you know, all eternity, Josh. Given... Well, it's been, what, like, one day, maybe two? Has it even been a day at this point? No, I think it's been, been one night. No, cool. it's been a couple of nights, because he mentions that they... Later in the chapter, they meant, it mentions that they normally sleep in abandoned houses when he asks, you know, Galadon, where is he? Where he sleeps. Uh-huh. And it's been at least two or three. Well, to be fair, I mean, in the early sections of Brandon's book, time is pretty, like, it can pass, like, a lot between chapters, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And there was a Doctor Who reference for any of you who love Doctor Who. There was? Yeah. Wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey. Who said that? I did. Oh, well, speak up. Anyways. I thought you were talking that there was a Doctor Who reference in the book. No. <laughs> I was like, what? No, no, we'll find out about World Hoppers later. 
You talk. What did that have to do with anything? You said time was kind of funky in the early part of Brandon's books. Oh well. That quote fit. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. You win. I will stop picking apart literally everything that you did <laughs> for now. But it's fun. It's fun. Anyways. Um, something else that I liked when they were discussing the um, food the was cuisine? just how many things that they had tried. Right. Yeah. <laughs> boiled books. Boiled people. Yeah, Ra- Raiden's line is like, like how you so logically ruled out cannibalism. And it's like, oh, yeah. Well, honestly, I think in the exact same situation, I would turn to cannibalism myself. Niche. Cannibal. That's going to be <laughs> new title on the forums. Cannibal. Oh, okay. Cannibal. I'm doing that right now. Okay. I don't do well with hunger, okay? Like, I'm hungry <laughs> right now, and I'm not happy about it. So what if I'm eating other people? At least I'm not hungry. You don't think I'm changing your member title. I am. I totally am. And I can change it back. Thank you very much. I could ban you. You will not ban me. It's okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, what about you guys? What did you think of the chapter? Uh, I have issues with this entire triad. <laughs> because... I was reading through it, and I get to the end, and it's like, what happened? Oh, right, nothing. Well, we introduced the gangs. Yeah, this is, Brandon's at beginnings, a lot of setup, and it's really obvious in this chapter. Like, uh, like, ugh, so much setup, and nothing pays off. Like, actually, that's a problem that Elantris has in general, in that all the payoff is at the end, and it's there's very little of it sprinkled throughout. That, that's a structural problem. I like the avalanche yeah. at the end, but no, and it is a problem, and it's an acknowledged problem. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this was published See? in two thousand five. I mean, come on, he's gotten See? better since. Well, that's true. Well, and I actually found quite a bit of fascinating things. Like this is the first chapter. Great, you guys are talking about uh, payoff or uh, sprinkling in beforehand. This is actually the first chapter where we see the guy who later in the book introduces them to the Elantrian pool. He is one of the Hoeds sitting in the gutter saying, so beautiful. It was so beautiful once. Ah, uh, really? Because yes. wouldn't have been another dude who was saying the same thing? No. it. I think it's the I same don't guy. Because later in the book... When Raodan's remembering, you know, Elantris used to be called beautiful and how the Elantrians are, uh, you know, Elantrian, some Elantrians were still alive. He's like, wait a second. There's that Hoed that kept on saying so beautiful. It was so beautiful once. Oh. And he rushes in there and the guy he talks to, he's like, tell me how Elantris used to be. That's right. You guys yeah. remember this book way better than I do. No, no, no. Since I've read it. She remembers this book way right. better than she we do. That's because uh-huh. I actually like this book. I like this book, too. I'm just, like, not very much happened. I mean, it, it's it's all very good setup. Uh, I, I like how, yeah. Yeah, it's just nothing happened, really. I, I don't know. I disagree, but... Uh, Another thing, I I feel like I'm like taking over. It's because Josh isn't talking. 
Caw. <laughs> that's not talking. That's cawing. <laughs> like a bird. No, um, I loved the chapter at the end where uh, Galadon brings Raiden in, in and Raiden's like, books! You have books! And Galadon's like, I should never have brought you here. Now I'm never going to get rid of you. That makes perfect sense. Raiden doing that. He's, he's, he's kind of nerdy in many respects. I like that about Raiden. I like how Elantrians have uh, worship services. That was interesting, because it's not really clear what they worshipped, really. Did they worship, or did others worship them, or both? Not clear in the context of the chapter, Mish. I it's... mean, it said... it. it I interpreted that as Elantrians doing their own weird ceremonies to do their own weird stuff. Oh, that's true, because it mentions the well, mm. like the fact that it had to be, the water had to be pulled from running water. Yeah, and... oh, fun fact, the river goes under Elantris. It's kind of neat. Well, fun fact. And mm. I guess, I bet you anything, the ceremony that they're referring to is the death ceremony. Yeah, probably. Almost assuredly. I wonder if they took the water to the pool. No, the the pool doesn't have actual water in it, Mish. It has, what is Does the... Well of Ascension have actual water in it? No. Fair. It's, the pool is something very different, and you are banned. I am not banned. I'm... Any... I do horrible things to your member title. <laughs> so, what else did you guys notice about the chapter? Um... Well, I noticed that Raiden actually mentions that um, the cause of the fall of Elantris was um, an enormous earthquake in the chasm opening. Oh, he, yeah, he actually does mention that. He's like, there was this great big destruction, earthquake, chasm thing, and then Elantris fell. See, I actually took that the first time I read it as, and I think the way he words it implies that because Elantris, or I think the wording is something like, Elantris fell causing a great earth, or even the earth, like, was nope. horrified by Elantris falling or something like that. Nope. It was nope. actually very much, there was an, or an enormous earthquake, the chasm opened up, and Elantris fell in the destruction. Well, then how come people didn't cl realize sooner that the chasm was a requirement? Because no one, because the Elantrians all died, and no one knew anything about the Aeons. That's why. That would actually make sense, because... Everyone died. A little bit of a bragging moment here, but I totally saw that right from the... Like, I started reading it. I read that chapter, or that line, the very first time I read it. And I was like, okay, so all they need to do is add the chasm, and um, the, the Aeons will start working again. Well, you... Okay, the first time you read it, you didn't know that's what Aeons were. Well, I, okay. First time I read that line, I did oh. not put it together. But as soon as the Aeons were mentioned, I was like, oh, that's obvious. That's what's... Really? Happening. Huh? Because really? I, I totally interpreted it the other way. Like, there's big destruction, there's an earthquake. Um, I would like to point out to people who think that Odium caused the Rayode and say that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like to point out that, uh, Seans, there were no Seans before Odium arrived on Cell. If you, if you guys don't know, Odium went to Cell, spoiler alert, and caused a lot of things to happen. But before Odium was there, there were no Seans. 
Seance have been around a long time. Odium did not directly cause the Rayode at all, period. We're done. However, the earthquake is not a natural occurrence. Brandon has also said this. Really? Yes. Really. To it you? Is... Yes. And have you posted it anywhere. I and I guess that... it never happened. Post well, it somewhere. I will well, post it. someone go and ask him then, and then yes. write it down, and we'll put it in the interview database, and then we can be right again. <laughs> because... Oh. You, see, you guys, you listeners, you don't know, because Josh and Mish, they go to visit... Uh, they go to Brandon signings, and then they don't tell me everything, and so I don't know these things, and they're like, well, Eric, Viv's know such and such and such and such, and it's like, what? When did you learn that? It's like, oh, you know, like five years ago. Like, really? <laughs> That's why we started recording all of our conversations. That's right. <laughs> Which is good. Um, so that we have proof. Yes. Do you want to talk so about devotion? People will actually believe, a, or believe us. Yeah. Do you want yeah. to talk about devotion? Devotion is good. Do you and want me to talk about devotion? Yes, because you have an interesting theory. Well, it's not my theory. I mean, I didn't come up with it, but... Well, it's your theory now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, canonical... Okay, so it just occurred to me, reading along, that uh, it said that the Sheod takes people from every class, and it's non-discriminating. So I just wanted to talk about the forum theory for why the Sheod... Uh, takes people um and I, if you don't know there is a shard named devotion and her name is aona so that probably has something to do with the aeon door so we think that elantris is related to devotion so you'll notice later that uh all the people in the gangs are really devoted to something uh Rayadin is devoted to his people I forget the other ones because we haven't gotten uh, there yet. The Baron dude is really devoted to his art, you find out later on that. Right. And What's-Her-Bucket is devoted to, I think, her family. I mean, she Love tries to sneak out of the laundress three different times just to go see her kid. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's clearly foreshadowed that she's going she's gonna to break out into K again. It's like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Um, she's so, going to try to kill the king. So basically, if you're really devoted in life, that means you'll be taken by the Sheod and turned into a, uh, an Elantrian, which would sort of be... A, yeah, it's because of that link to devotion, specifically. That, that makes a lot of sense, actually. I, I really think that once like once we knew the Shard name, like that was it really solved a big mystery about the Sheod. So there you go. That's the canonical theory on the boards of why the Sheod happens, and that has a lot of relation with Magic and Way of Kings as well. That also makes sense for devo devotion, because or dominion, because the Delethi priests, it seems like, really dominate the... Uh... <laughs> We're not going into those jokes again, Eric. We're not doing it. <laughs> We're giggling, though. No, okay. No, but you guys understand what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Like, yes. Okay. Anyways. Dorethi, okay? Yeah. There's an R, not an L. This is not Japanese. R's are actually R's in English. Okay. Um, <laughs> you mean L's are actually L's? They have R's, they just don't have L's. 
okay, whatever. It's been a long time since I've taken Japanese. Um, <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I mean, yes, the shards, which we will talk about later. The name of a shard is intrinsically related to how the magic works. Principle of intent. <laughs> Kept right. Not canon. <laughs> it is. It, dude, it is, Josh. He said so. Not quite. Really but... much. Anyways. I will fight you to the death of Anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> death. <laughs> death? What? No. Oh, I'm fight- no, I'm going to fight Josh. To- anyway, whatever. Come on. Anyways. Any other fun observations from the chapter? Humidity. Yes! Eric was pointing this out. Yeah, uh, Arion, apparently humid. Who knew? I didn't know. It's my chance. Although, it also makes sense now that there would be, like, a fungus growing on all the Lantris if it's really humid. Well, yeah, but that's not why the fungus grows there, Mish. Well, no, but it makes sense that it can flourish further in with the fungus grow just as well as it does in a laundress. Because No, 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 there are some plants. It was just, like, amazingly bad. Like, I wish we had someone to transcribe this just to, like, you know, see. Hey, Wendy, transcribe this. Right. Do your job. Random call out. If you want to transcribe Shodcast, please, please do it. We would love to have have transcription award on the forum it won't do anything for you but you'll get an award yeah <laughs> it, it, it'll be all fancy and stuff yeah because our awards are class act hey it's fancy because i didn't make it <laughs> made a couple awards i yeah, made a couple of awards in paint yeah i get to see the their full horrific glory yeah because you're yeah Anyways, so one other thing that I thought was a lot of fun was how well thought out Galadon is. What do you mean? You mean his well thought out original name like Galarian? I like Galarian. I love, for the fact that you don't see a point of view from him until pretty much the end, he has so much characterization right from the beginning. Well, yeah. That's one, okay, to be honest, these for, for this triad, lots of characterization happened. That is something that did happen. Doesn't mean plot happened. No, characterization I, happened. Lots of that happened. Well, I like Galadon, and like I, reading through the annotations, I thought it was a lot of fun reading about the fight that Brandon and Moshe had for Colo. Yeah, that's funny. You can mentally put in all the colos. So basically, put in colo after every sentence Galadon says. And then take out the period and put in a comma. Right. That's right. (laughs) Because in every language that it exists on Earth, because it does, it's just a comma. Right, because sul means friend, colo means understand. Right? Right. How it goes? Yeah. And you used it just there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same as Amer- English, right? Or Canadians and their a. A. Da. Yeah. Exactly. Da. Da. Just make Raffin into a Bond villain. What? Let's do. Let's do an audiobook where we do a Russian accent when we narrate Raffin's chapter. Actually, I was. That's actually a really good segue for chapter three. But 
Anyways, it's we will see. that we've already covered. It's a good segue for the last episode. My numbers the third chapter of this podcast. Anyways, your sense of time is like we're jumping back in time, and now we're jumping forward in time, but we're still skipping a chapter either way. Okay, fair point. So let's run to chapter two so I can get to chapter chapter. It's not chapter two. Chapter five. You can call it the second chapter in the trial. Maybe we should practice this for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Next chapter. Yeah. For those listening, the reminder: Sereni is hanging out in court. Raythan shows up, and then she ends up meeting back with her uncle. So, nothing happened. Yep, pretty much. Yep. I, I, it just, talking about the last podcast, I said how I like Serene, and then I was infected by Josh. What? And, and, like, now when I'm reading Serene, I was just, like, really annoyed. Like, I'm gonna flutter my eyes at you, Ashe, and be like... Oh, I can do, I can cause so much trouble. Except you haven't actually seen me cause any trouble whatsoever. <laughs> I love that's your falsetto. Yeah, that's really good. No, see, but... I told you I have a point. Yeah, I, I know. Like, yeah, it's true. Get... I mean, I found it endearing the first time, but no. once you get into her politicking, she's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I love her politicking, but. Her setup is boring, but her uncle's is awesome. Well, yes. I... Uncle's family. Side note, but I always, I almost always picture Keen and his wife, like Pachu, and his wife from the Emperor's New Groove. Like, only Pachu is B A in Elantris. <laughs> with you know a giant friggin' what battle axe? Yeah, there there is an awesome yep. battle axe. It, it's true it, because the battle axe is isn't the battle max axe battle max love that <laughs> the battle axe mentioned in this chapter. Um, no, it just talks about decorations on his wall. It mentions that he's traveled a lot, and he also mentions that Serene hasn't seen him in ten years. I wonder why that is. Well, and it also mentions, he also hints at it because he's all like, you know, I don't think I have a title anymore. And Serene is all like, well, I thought I knew every major thing that happened. What's going on here? And then... If you guys don't know... Keen, like everyone in Elantris, has a secret identity. Uh, There's always another secret? No, it's Scooby-Doo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <a> secret? <laughs> Except here, Keen is actually the most dreaded and bad pirate in like the entire world. Spoiler alert, he's a pirate. Kind of awesome. We should put args in when we narrate it, which we yeah. won't do, but... Arkeen. Every time. One thing that apparently a lot of people complain about is the fact that Keen's family is too modern. I didn't even notice it until looking back through. That's true. You know what have made it not modern? Hmm. Arg. Oh. You just sound like a pirate. (laughs) Or the woman in the kitchen. That would have helped. Actually, yes, I thought. Though, when you say yar, I'm gonna be walking down the gangplank to make some dip. Didn't know he's food. <laughs> no, but about what Josh said, putting the woman in the kitchen, I honestly, looking back on it, think that the fact that Keen cooks makes it a, makes his family a little bit more modern. That's true. It, although, I loved his art, the comment he makes about how 
when he was at home, he tried to convince the cook that <laughs> he owns half the like, kitchen. The kitchen is mine. Let me cook. Brain, I like I like Brandon's rationalization in the annotations for why, you know, things are more modern, because, uh, well, for one thing, in this world, there's instantaneous communication via Seon, so that really changes things, and people relied more on magic, so I think it kind of makes sense that there, people are more uh, culturally advanced when their technology is low. Yeah, that's what I meant. That makes yeah. a lot of sense, because... They focus more on society than they do on... Yeah. Anyways, read the annotations. Brandon explained it really well. I, um, the purpose of this podcast was to talk about the annotations, Mish. Not we are so talking make... about the annotations. Let's think... Go read the annotations! He words it eloquently. If you want it eloquently, read the annotations. If you want the butchered form, listen to the shardcast. Anyways, another thing that I thought made them really modern was the lack of servants, but he explains that away really well as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that that was actually interesting because that gave us some insight into what happened after Elantris fell. So that was great. Yeah. One of the very few insights. I actually like this chapter for Keen and his family more than I do for Sereni. She hasn't politicked yet. Well, And she's boring and... Oh! We, we need to talk about two things. Really important. How dare you. Okay. okay, first one, not very important. But fun trivia fact, Heiko, the dish uh, Keen makes, name of a city. Look on the map. City in Jindo. The only one that's on the map. And so, No, is it southeast or southwest? It's in southwest Jindo. We had this huge argument before we started podcasting where Josh is like... Yeah, Jindo's in the southwest, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? But he's talking about the city in relation to Jindo. <laughs> like, so. well. And then, Emperor Soul thing. My pawn! My pawn sticks. Every princess knows how to use my pawn sticks. If you don't know, uh, Shy in the Emperor's Soul is from my pawn. Which, you know, when you think about it, how the heck is it like... Obvious, like, every princess knows how to use my pawn sticks, and why does Jindo use it? I mean, my pawn... I mean, I guess it's one of those things where I don't really know where my pawn is, but it's a cultural thing. Well, and here's the other question I have, just talking in general about how the heck... How the heck does Sereni know so much about the other religions? Like, she knows... an educated woman. Yeah, but the fact that she knows that there are only 20 Gorn... In the entire religion. Gorn. Gorn. That's something from Star Trek. That's not. Rathen's a Gorn. He's a giant lizard. Captain Kirk needs to fight him in the form of Raven. <laughs> anyway. No, but seriously, I kind of. I, that was one thing that tripped me up while I was listening. I was like, seriously, how does she know so much about. It's probably a fairly basic thing that you learn when you're studying that religion. Giorns, they are not very, there are not very many of them. In fact, there are 20. That's not important. The fact is, Giorns, really important. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Though Giorns reads armor, and Srini makes a really cool comment about how it's mostly for show, which... (laughs) Yeah. It's not. (laughs) Totally not. Awesome. 
It Yo, is... but but don't you know, Raithen's a very gentle person. He would never wear armor, real armor, because he's gentle. I'm making he's fun of you. Gentle. Yeah, I know. Very I thought funny. I thought it was good. Nice touch, wasn't it? Very <laughs> funny. I'm going to pick apart everything you say. I know, you already have. Haven't you noticed? No, I'm talking about in the future. I haven't done that yet. Oh, you haven't? I, you could have fooled me. Ah, you're the time traveler. <laughs> it's like, we're going to the <laughs> I have a point, and I will come back to that. Well, Eric, just remember, you were the one who was trying to get us to jump straight to 50. Yeah, oh, which yeah, was a joke. That was a joke. That wasn't like, that's a good segue to chapter 50. It's like, I didn't say that. That's different. Does the Lord even have 50 chapters? Yeah, it has a lot of chapters. The chapters. Because the chapters are like three pages long each. Hey, I like that. Anyways, getting oh, yeah, back... 63 chapters. There's what? 63 chapters. Good to know. Yep. Getting back to the topic on hand... Oh. <laughs> Anybody, anybody have anything else that they want to point out without me taking over the podcast? No. We like it when you take over. You tell us what to say. Yeah. No. Gorns. And the, the more you talk, the more <laughs> mistakes you make, and it's really great. Thanks, tons. No. No. No, no, the, I'll try. The other thing that I liked is the conversation. The dialogue in this chapter was great, in my opinion. It was. Yes. Because first there's uh, Hraithen being all like, I worry oh, about this. No. Okay. What? We're moving on to chapter six now. No. No. We're still oh, in five. Still in chapter five. Hraithen talking to Wait. King Man. That, that, King Man. Get on. Get on. Yep. I, I'm too lazy to look up his King name. King Jerkface. Yes. Let's just call him King Jerkface. That guy. Like that guy. Um, yeah, no, but I love the line where he's all like, Hraithen's all like, your majesty, I worry about the souls of your people. And Iodon's all like, so convert them. <laughs> Always had our permission. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, whatever. Well, yeah. you have to remember, Iodon's kind of an idiot. <laughs> because he's really not good at being a king. He's a merchant. Yeah, that's the whole problem with Aralon's government in this book. Like, yeah, that's the, that's the problem. Hey, maybe you shouldn't have titles based on how much money you have. Think, imagine, well, actually, Warren Buffett's pretty cool, so we'd probably be okay with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. But imagine if Donald Trump was, you know, oh. political references. That that would be hilarious, actually. Terrifying. I know. If he was like a king, yeah, that'd be terrible. But if he's president, hilarity. Well, you know. Sorry for all of you Donald Trump fans, but he's psychotic and it's hilarious. <laughs> the other conversation that I really liked was uh, Serini's conversation with Ashi about the king. And also the fact that she all... I know, Eric, you actually hated it, but I actually... No, I liked it. it. No, see, I liked it. It's just me infecting him with the fact that Serini's a ditz. No, I, I find it adorable, their dialogue. But now that I know Josh's like perspective, it's infecting the way I see her, and it's less amusing and more just annoying because I want her to do something. Okay, fair. I do. I'm very excited for her to do something. I, know, I, just, I, I yeah, yeah. Her doing something would be great. I love the fact though that she's all like, "Oh, I can ignore the king," and then he turns around and like starts chewing her out for being in the court. 
And then she's just like, oh, look at me. I'm a ditz. Please ignore me. And he's like, oh, you're a ditz. I'm going to ignore you now. Way to dress up the stereotype. Idon is such a dick. I mean, <laughs> such a dick. That's about the best way to explain him. Idon. He's either a jerk face or a dick. Yeah, no, but that's... those two things go hand in hand, Josh. Yeah. No. No, they don't. What's the distinction no. between the two? No. 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 <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. What are you... No. This is the moderator stepping in and going... What, what, what did I do? What did I do? No, that's not what I, that's not even where I was going. Dirty boy. No! I, Clean rating. <laughs> that isn't even what I meant. If I was going to make a joke like that, you would know it. I'm, okay. <sighs> Very well then. Anyways. Well, then we shall give you peace and say, is there any last words you want to say about... Or anything else you want to say? Oh. Okay. Well, I wanted Josh to explain. Never mind. <laughs> right, let's just move on. Okay. And now that we are in the third chapter of this section, I can explain what I was going for. The... It's a good segue to now. <laughs> the four culture. It's a great big you religious. Start that one over. Love the Fordell. Gel. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> the hair gel. Is that what you just said? <laughs> the hair gel culture. I always put the gel with the gorns. I mean, what else would you do? Okay, what have you pronounced the language? The, the, these Fordell. guys. Fordell. The Fordell. <laughs> it's not Fordell. Instead, it's Fjordel. 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 They remind me of a Russian culture. So saying, yeah. Russian culture that they remind you of. No, but like they're the way that they are characterized reminds me of your stereotypical Russian man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fjordel. You don't do religion. Religion does you. <laughs> okay. You might repeat that because that was really quiet. Okay, no. In Fjordan, you don't do religion. Religion does do does you. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. One thing that all three of us ended up actually pull, putting in our notes. We each read it individually, but I found it fascinating. I'm try and all... pronounce this. <laughs> yes, no. try to pronounce it. Try it. Do it. <laughs> uh, before, I was just flat out saying skivvies. For yeah. those don't get it, that's actually... Svrakis. 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 Okay, another point why it reminds me of Russian. All of the spellings are very Slavic. That's true. Fair. That's because they're a Slavic naming convention, Mish. Well, <laughs> imagine Slavic Naming Con 2012. <laughs> I suck at pronouncing Slavic names at work, so. Clearly. <laughs> don't go uh, Skivvy? <laughs> <laughs> Scarvis? No. Scarvis? <laughs> Scarvis? <laughs> Hey, Mish, you know... It's cold outside today, so I'm not going to wear one scarf. I'm going to wear two scarves. I don't know if you know this, Mish, but typically, 
names, you pronounce the letters in the order that they appear. <laughs> hey, I can do it. Svarkus. It's I only taken you 10 to 20 times. Not Svar. No, the V comes... Ah. It's an SV, like an SZ. SRV, it's not Svarkus. What do you do? Anyway, so, Svarkus, uh, apparently... Okay, so they're like the demons in Dorethi mythology. Uh, they're the souls of the dead men who hated Jadith, the opponents to all that were holy. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I liked the line where uh, they're just like, oh, and Rathen just pones Diloph, where, oh, mm-hmm. where he's all like, uh, Diloph's like, you don't believe this, do you? And he goes, it doesn't matter if I believe it or not. Well, no, 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 I was talking about, like, yes, the Elantris is all a lie, and then it's like, well, if their magic's all a lie, why do people still become Elantrians? And Dito's just like, well, crap. <laughs> no, it's very true. <laughs> well, and uh, speaking of, I don't know why, don't ask me why these linked in my mind, but the comment reminds me of, uh, you know, the speech that Hraithan makes about... Dila, follow me, and I shall show you how to overthrow a nation. I love that line. In three easy steps. Yep. Let me... Ah, can I do a Russian accent? No, I can't. Okay. No, you can't. Let me show you how to destroy a nation with five easy payments of one billion dollars directly from Wern. Watch shipping and handling. And then Wait. you Svarkus, for something, <laughs> apparently. Seriously, though, I read Svarkus and thought it was a dragon. It's like, don't know why. Smart. It, I can see it. it. It's kind of a dragony name, but yeah, they're supposed to. It's supposed to sound scary because they're the demons. That makes sense. No, but uh, yeah. that line actually, that little speech about you know, I'll show you how to overthrow a nation, helped create Hraithan's character. Oh, yeah. That's like one of the starting points for Hraithan. Really? Because I thought the starting point for Hraithan's character was in chapter three. No, it was in chapter four. Don't you know, Eric? Right. Good segue from chapter four to chapter three. <laughs> he In case was you're reading the book backwards. He was an evil magician. about a guy who loses his power and his kingdom's destroyed. Alternity, <laughs> 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 and he didn't know it. Oh wow! That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, another awesome line I think was the fact that you can you will find that hate can unify people more quickly and more fervently than devotion ever could, which was actually a really cool way to end the chapter. Cool and also very uh, cosmere Does it actually say devotion? Yes, it does. That's why I noted it down in my notes, because it has hate, unity, devotion, lots of shardic things going on. So, Keseg... So the reason why Hraithan's talking about unity is because Keseg talked about unity. Uh, and so, yeah. So clearly, this is a difference between Shu Korath and Shu Dareth right here. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. See, lots of things make more sense when you know Cosmere stuff. Yep. Which is why you're listening to Shardcast, so that we can know this stuff for you. <laughs> Don't save me, bro. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh, another standing. So, what did you guys think of Diloph in this chapter? 
dick. The dick. Right on dick. Deal off dick. He's just hateful. I mean, I still don't see that he's the core. I mean, he's just a hateful dick right now. Yeah. Well, and um, I actually, uh, dang it, what was I going to say? No, I forgot. Anyways, <laughs> I was going to say something. Oh, well. Hey. Oh, hate. That's what I was going to say. It's uh, awesome because Raiden actually, or Harathan, get my characters mixed up. Harathan is really kind of even more evil because he has a logic to it. Yeah. And Does that make you more evil or less evil? More evil, because uh, it you can be afraid of someone who's evil, but if someone plans and is methodical about being evil, that's more, way more scary. It's true. And I like that. Now, um, another thing that I uh, did find interesting was the fact that Iodon actually enforces the isolation. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so basically, in review, Iodon is a dick. So Iodon enforced the isolation of Elantris. In other words, kind of a dick move. Oh wait, it's Iodon. What a shocker. It also kind of makes sense because... Well, you don't want people just going in and slaughtering crap. So, I mean, it's kind of dangerous as well going into Elantris, and a lot of superstition. So, I mean, it makes sense, but... Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, but where did all that superstition come from? Oh, maybe I saw... Probably Eodon. Mm. Well, and I, the isolation. It's like, woo, mysterious locked city with the giant walls. It's yeah. very... Well, and, um... What else was I going to mention? Oh, this is also where we first see mention of the Dula Revolution. Yep. Indeed. Uh, you'd think that would be mentioned in Chapter 3, but, like, it's all set up, so... No, Raithen already collapsed a place in Duladel. Mm-hmm. Which helps decide why he doesn't just go for the quick and easy, I'm going to overthrow with hatred. He doesn't try... He goes out of his way to not recreate the uh, chaos mm-hmm. of Elantris. He's like, you know, I did it easy. Chaos of Elantris? Yeah. The Chaos of Elantris after it fell. He wants to avoid recreating that, and he instead goes with the harder, but more challenging and less guilty way. But that comes... Can't guilt those Gorns. No, it's true. (laughs) Anyways. You know, the chapter triad, you know, Brandon's whole intention with the triads is for the time periods to be the same time. That's a lie. I never picked that up when originally reading it, because the Hraithan chapter clearly happens after the Serene chapter. Well, and he does... Or at the very least in the latter half of it. Yeah, I mean, it it just still seems chronologically. Uh, There's a few times where he does that, but you can't exactly always have everything from the exact same point of view. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. The triad system is just kind of weird. And just cliffhangers, man. Speaking of cliffhangers, something we didn't discuss in chapter five? Four. Four. Troll ending. Absolutely. Troll. 
It's like, here, now you have to read the next three chapters before you go to bed. That that really made your criticism in the first cast really clear. Uh, It's just like, yeah. Um, And about the only other thing that I can think of is, you know, talking about Diloph being a jerk. mm -hmm. Seriously, he's very eager to, if you don't agree with him, he thinks that you're completely against What's his bucket? The In- or the- Wern. Yeah, the god man. Wern. Yeah, yeah. You have the worms, and then you have the gorn. And- <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Uh, and you know what's interesting? Uh, in the annotations, Brandon says that he's not anti-Shudareth. It's, it's really funny reading the annotation now, because, okay, if you don't know, Brandon's LDS. Uh, and so... He's like, I'm worried that people worry that I'm anti-religion. And it's like, really? Uh, I mean, in Elantris, that would be a concern, but now we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was interesting how he said that he's uh, not anti-religion, and he's not even anti-Shudereth. Uh, but he said that uh, good religions with an evil or misguided leadership can transform good teachings into a force of evil. And so I thought that really... Uh, Enforce the idea of the skazy. Mm-hmm. Which skazy. which will come up later. Basically, skazy, they influence the religion and the culture of Fjordan a lot. Which I am fascinated to find out more about them. Oh, and Lantris 2, and the third book, which we don't know anything about, really. There's going to be two loose sequels to Lantris. Yep. The Lantris 2 um, focuses on Keen's kids, so... Sure. Make sure to pay attention to them. Especially, another random thing that I noticed from the second chapter in this podcast is there is actually hints from the beginning that uh, a a the autistic child mm-hmm. is an Elantrian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's actually really good foreshadowing. I mean, it yeah. says that he's super pale, which you would, would have to assume is the makeup. And uh, his face has a weird shape to it. Yep. Yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. So nothing much happened. So yeah. nope. just didn't even... Just jump back in time with your awesome segues and erase this podcast from existing, because nothing happened. Anyways, this is all. We'll see you guys next week. Oh. Bye. <laughs>